conversations about politics. A little bit of comedy and knowledge, man. With a host to teach you all about empowerment. Now what we doing? We're chilling in a trap house. And what we at? We're chilling in a trap house. Now what we doing? We're chilling in a trap house. And what we at? We're chilling in a trap house. Say what we doing? We're chilling in a trap house. And what we at? We're chilling in a trap house. Now what we doing? We're chilling in a trap house. special guests. All of my guests are special, but this one here is top notch, and I'm going to tell you why. She has written over 61 books, published over 700 books, because she owns and operates her own publishing company. She has, wait for it, 14 number one best-selling titles. She's a national best-selling author, an independent business owner, has thousands, thousands, and thousands of reviews online. Ladies and gentlemen, it don't get no better than that. But if you ask Arthur T. Smickens, she says, yes, it does. We're going to jump into this interview and find out why. Tease, introduce yourself and let these folks know what caliber of a person we're dealing with today. <laughs> Hi, I'm T. <laughs> publisher and author known as T. I write books. I publish authors. I publish my own books. I am an independently owned company, publishing company. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've written 61. Well, I'm working on book 61 as we speak. Wait, wait, wait. Now. Did you say 61? Yes. That you've written or published? That I've written and published. So collectively, you've worked on 61 projects? Yes, by myself. Those are like books that I've written on my own. Um, But collectively, including the authors that I've signed in, it's over 700 books wait a minute <laughs> <laughs> you 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 telling the chat house that you've worked on over 700 books collectively collectively wow yes, that I now i remember this project called checkmate mm-hmm. now that's a long what a 699 <laughs> books ago <laughs> <laughs> is that correct yes still yeah. a very book till this day <laughs> okay i remember checkmate uh i believe it was play at your own risk yes and um the main character i believe his name was like monty banks yes and he was <laughs> a uh a escort for hire <laughs> a male escort for hire which was a pretty cool twist you know usually it goes yeah. the other way. Mm-hmm. So, um, like, what in like what inspired you to write such a thing? Talk to us about that. <laughs> well, um, let me first say for anybody that's listening, um, the original title for um, that book is is actually Checkmate. Um, I revamped and re-released it. A couple of years ago, and it's now um, Just Can't Leave Them Alone. 
Um, so, you know, that's just for anybody that's looking up Checkmate. But the title has definitely changed. Um, anyway, I, I actually love to... I don't know. I just came up with this storyline. <laughs> and um, I really don't know what inspired it. It just was interesting. Like, it just came to me. Mm-hmm. And like you said, it is different when um, it's the other way around. Because usually it's the women that are escorts right. and getting paid for right. sex. Um, so um, to switch it up was, like, really, really interesting. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, and so I just really want to play with a male, a male character, and, <laughs> <laughs> and um, and he just, you know, the ladies, it was it was crazy because the ladies actually loved to hate him. So I was, I was gonna, like... I was gonna ask you, uh, what was the response on your readers when they, re- you know, what I'm saying when they read that, like, what was the response on that? Good, bad. They li- they they love to hate him and they hate to love him. So- <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> so okay. it's the craziest thing. It's like I hate him, but I love him, and I. <laughs> now I believe this is true. I believe this is true because I've I've heard people talk about it. Um, it was like, man, did you read T's book? Did you know? So. So I know it's truth in what you're saying because I've heard females talking about this book. Um, mm-hmm. This book was passed around a lot too. Yes, <laughs> I have it actually. Really yeah, I've actually, I've actually showed up to people's house, and the book is on the coffee table. And I'm like, every house I go in, this book is on the coffee table. Like, did this book come along with the house or what? <laughs> I'm serious. Funny. <laughs> yeah. Um, that is so funny. You know what's ironic though is that um, one of my really really close friends, and he's a guy. Mm-hmm. You know him actually. Mm-hmm. Um, he hit me up last week, called me, and he was like, um, "Cause he he he's read um, one of my other series before, but he never read Checkmate. Mm-hmm. So he called me last week and said, I just wanted to call and cuss your ass out.' What like?" This book got me so stuck. I'm like, what book? He said, I started reading Checkmate. You know, of course, it's called Just Can't Leave Him Alone Now. Mm-hmm. But he do know this Checkmate. So he was like, girl, you wrote the hell out of this book. <laughs> and it was just funny because we laughed and talked for a good while about him reading this book. So, you know, I don't know. Guys love it, too. You know, but it's a lot of women in the book as well. So, And I got to say this that- to all the listeners. <laughs> If you if you were ever to meet and see T. Smickens, look like a church girl. If you if you was to read some of her books, um, what words could I use to describe the books? What words would you use? Uh, explicit. They are definitely sexual in nature. Very sexually natured. <laughs> Look, they're <laughs> <laughs> Hey, but let's add this. You are a national bestseller, correct? Correct. Yes. Um, a top seller on Amazon, correct? Yes. Okay. 
we got to talk about the trophies. We have to talk about this. <laughs> yes, it's a blessing. It really is. Like, even when I look at my account, a lot of times to see people in Canada, in the UK, mm -hmm. um, even in Africa, you know, that has started reading my books, you know, it's like a blessing. Mm -hmm. And I'm, I'm, I'm still like awed. Like I, I still don't get um, the impact that I have on a lot of readers, mm -hmm. uh, you know, because I'm just looking at myself as just being teeth, you know, right, <laughs> not right. necessarily teeth to write a chick, but um, I am. <laughs> well, let's talk about that. Let's do a little background um, to let folks know your origins, like where you started from, and how did um, you develop your writing skills. So let the folks know where you're from up until the point of you becoming a publisher. Right. Mm -hmm. So actually from this city called Waynesboro, um, to some people it's Burke County. A lot of people know it as Burke County. And that's near Augusta, Georgia, correct? Yes. Mm -hmm. Near Augusta, Georgia. Um, it's kind of like a city where everybody knows everybody. And if you don't know that person, somebody that you know, know that person. Gotcha. Gotcha. <laughs> Close quarters. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, you know, and I grew up, um, uh, you know, I grew up, uh, my grandma raised me, mm -hmm. uh, basically. So, you know, that's, that's my mother. Mm -hmm. And, um, and then, um, but then once I, once I started uh, eighth grade, I would say probably midterm, um, I moved in with my mom. So I, I really do have like both sides of living with, you know, mom and living with, you know, my mother. So mm -hmm. um, uh, we, we didn't have it hard growing up, to be honest, when you think about it. <laughs> Um, I've heard, guess... I've heard stories. <laughs> <laughs> you guys were doing quite well. <laughs> so, you know, I mean, just back then, you know, with us being younger and stuff, I guess it was times when we felt like, you know, oh, it's so hard. Um, but when you look back now, you know, we didn't go, you know, we, we grew up in a house, mm -hmm. you know, um, and, and so, um, you know, I just, I just had. Uh, a, a mom that wasn't into, you know, asking about your goals and what do you want to become and what do you want to do, mm -hmm. you know, and that, and that just comes from generations back, you know. True. So, so you can't really blame, you know, um, our parents, mm -hmm. so to speak. So, um, you know, getting out of school and things like that, I just, I got a job, you know, I did go to school on my own. Um, a little later in life, um, but you know, a lot of stuff just just once graduating, it was kind of like winging it and trying to figure it out. So, but I I did have this passion for writing forever. Now was so, that um, now was that in uh, elementary school, high school? Like when did this curiosity begin? Yeah. So, um, just in me vividly remembering when it actually started was. Um, I was in um, middle school. Mm -hmm. No, no, no. I still was in elementary, I believe. Third, fourth, fifth, well, sixth grade, yeah, like middle school. Mm -hmm. And um, 
And I can remember us always having this journal day. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, so we had these black and white. I remember. Uh, Yep, composite journals. Yep, I remember. <laughs> and so um, some days we would have an assignment to write on, and other days we could just wing it. And so for some reason during my winging it days, I wrote about this family. Mm-hmm. And the main character was, was Ralph Tresnant, the in New Edition. I had a, a major crush on him back then. <laughs> you and like 10 million other women. Keep going. <laughs> And so, <laughs> and so he he was like my main focus, but he had a wife and he had kids and and in this journal, like I could like I would love our winging it days because I could just continue on where I left off of with this family. Mm-hmm. And so he would be in dialogue talking, his wife would be in dialogue talking, the kids would be in the background, you know, so just thinking back, I've, you know, always just had this love for it. I don't know, just the whole creating and and taking my mind somewhere else, you know. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of where it start. Well, it started way back then, but it didn't pick up again until 04. 04. And that was like, yeah, 2004. So that's crazy. That was like a long time, you know. So what, I ha- had a t- so what happened in 2004? to change everything Um, yeah it was like a a big changer so i was talking to this guy um who basically died in 04 and it was very unexpected like now was this a lover a friend a family member uh it was a lover Mm -hmm. okay like my um homie lover friend and um midnight lover (laughs) (laughs) sound like that okay 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 we're just trying to get the details so your friend so your friend passed away and yeah um and so and that took a toll on me like emotionally like i went through some serious like downs and not knowing how to deal with my feelings at the time Mm -hmm. so um sorry about that my phone almost fell that's okay (laughs) So, so but um I went through the motions, and it was, like, really depressing, you know, because I didn't know how to deal with that. That mm-hmm. was the first time that someone close, close to me had died. Um, of course, I've had family members, you know, but not even many of them. Like, you know, um, maybe one or two that I could count, but it wasn't people that were close. You get what I'm saying? Right. So, um, so it was personal, super personal. It was very 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 personal very personal and um and I didn't know how to deal so um just as one day and I can remember like for the whole month of June I literally cried every day like and and it was it was the summer it was June and it was crazy because that year in June it seemed like it rained every day Hmm. It, it was so crazy so but I picked up my journal and um, I had this little green, like, you know how people have black books, but it was a green um, book. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I started writing in it. And at first I started writing my story in a sense. And then it just took a turn to me just switching it up and changing it to other characters 
and then turning it into its own story, but with things that were related to my story, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. And so um, I started writing and I just, I wrote this long ass book. And um, it wasn't Chitney. And so, um, and and then it was crazy because, well, I hadn't finished the book by then, but I was still like in the middle of writing it. And it was like a healing process for me. Okay. So for me, I always say writing is, is pain, but it's, it's light at the end of the tunnel, you know? So, mm-hmm. um, I was writing and, you know, and, and starting to really learn how to cope on my own, you know, how to process this whole death experience and, and things of that nature. And then it wasn't even a year later, my dad died. So boom, here we come again, you know, and then that was also unexpected, very quick, um, too. And so, um, you know, I was like, here we go again you know I'm back at square one and it has only been maybe like um eight months ago when I was you know just starting to deal with this and now I got to deal with it again and and so you know it's almost like I hit back you know at the bottom and with my feeling you get what I'm saying like a repeat uh, yep and so definitely a repeat and so I had to um, start fresh, regroup. Took a, it took a minute. It it definitely took a minute. Um, but then I regrouped and I felt like you know, uh, this is something that I want to do. Okay. Um, I'm sorry, my brother calling me, but I'm not going to answer. <laughs> um, but <laughs> and so um. But I regrouped and and then I, I I just kinda was like, you know what, this is this is something that I can make a career out of. And I just always sort of my heart like once that happened and once I regrouped and kinda picked it back up, I was just like, This is something that I wanna do for a living. I didn't know it would take me to this place where I'm at now, but mm-hmm. I did know in my heart that this was something that I definitely wanted to do. Um you know, going forward. And so I looked online and I found this uh, editor. I really didn't find her. I was linked um, and I can't even remember who sent me in her direction. Um, but anyway, me and her linked and mm-hmm. her name is Ron Prada. I always give her, you know. Repeat it again. Her name is Rhonda Crowder, um, and she basically started editing that long-ass book, mm-hmm. <laughs> and so she kind of tore the book apart, you know what I'm saying? Like, when I got my edits back, I was like, what the hell? You know, <laughs> but that was my first time ever getting, you know, a book edited, and but it taught me. So while she's editing my book, she's mentoring me, too, mm-hmm. and so also a plus you know um and and i think you know even in this industry these days people don't have that mentoring the publishers you know right. it, it is 
authors that go in and will help their authors. So I'm not saying that, but it's a lot of them that don't, you know. Yeah, they want to make it all, so, all, all business, yeah. Yes, yes, all business. And so, um, but with Rhonda, she definitely, and she wasn't even a publisher. She was just an editor. So she got me on the right track. And and then um, she told me, she said, what I want you to do is push this book to the side and you can revisit this book later like years later mm -hmm. and um and start on something fresh like you know like you gotta get your mind off of this particular storyline and jump into something else and then that's when checkmate was born <laughs> okay here we go here's the juice so checkmate <laughs> like please line us up was this inspired from real events or uh, no, actually or, or, or not. It's totally fantasy. It was it was fantasy, but um, I was in a uh, a relationship for about um, eight years mm -hmm. <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, with this guy that I, you know, started talking to back when I was fifteen, long time ago. And, um, and so I kind of picked up a lot of stuff off of that relationship. However, he wasn't an escort. He probably was the one that was paying escorts. <laughs> oh, okay. 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 And look, I'm not calling the girls escorts. You know uh, what I'm saying? Uh, well, I hope not. Yeah. <laughs> Okay. Okay. But let's just say he had a whole lot of women. Okay. He was, um, very, he was a very popular guy. Yeah, very, very popular guy. Okay, you know? very popular but he guy. was my yeah, he was my guy, but he was everybody else's guy. Okay. <laughs> okay, okay. I, I I think we can understand. Um, you know. We know how the game so, goes. You know, <laughs> right. Mm -hmm. So I kinda just like um took that but I switched the roles in a sense and just kinda like ran with a storyline. So, um you know, I was just like, you know, the guy is like there in the projects in the beginning, and that's how it starts, and mm -hmm. and um, and so he has to, you know, figure out how to get his family out of this, you know, out of this hood situation, you know, and um, and it's crazy because they pretty much landed in the hood because his father. Their father, because um, it's him and his sister. And we're um, talking about Monty now, correct, Mr. Yeah, Banks? Yeah, we're talking about Monty, yep. Mr. Banks, okay. And, uh, yeah, Mr. Banks. And it's crazy because I just put Mr. Banks in a new series that I'm working on because I'm actually coming off with a spinoff of Where Are They Now? Ladies, Mr. So. Banks is back. <laughs> He's back. Okay. Yes. <laughs> the Midnight Lover is back. <laughs> He is back. So in okay. 2023, I'm coming back with a whole nother series with a where are they now type of Monty is back. Okay. okay. <laughs> okay. So, but um, he just found that uh, sleeping with women, um, you know, was helping to pay the bills. And he was running, and he wasn't like... <laughs> And he wasn't, like, sleeping with just no random, you know. He had these ladies that were business-type women that, mm -hmm. you know, um, had money. You know, he even had a woman that was 
uh, dating a truck driver. And she was a stay-at-home, you know, woman. But her husband took care of everything. And she was pretty much, you know, pinching off of his ass to pay well, money. obviously, he wasn't taking care of everything. <laughs> she was paying Mr. <laughs> Mr. Banks. <laughs> so, lonely, desperate housewife. <laughs> okay. I'm sorry he, I had to say that. <laughs> he made a lucrative career. <laughs> <laughs> Satisfying lonely housewives. Satisfying lonely women and mm-hmm. women that was just, you know, and it was like almost a word of mouth thing eventually. Like, hey, you know, I told my homegirl about you, you know, mm-hmm. and she she won from that. And so he's like, okay, well, what's up? <laughs> you know, you know, coming from a story, standpoint it sounds far-fetched but the truth is <laughs> some of this really does really do exist yeah it really do it you know, really people don't talk about it but it does <laughs> it does it really do you know so he he made a living he got his family out of the hood you know he fell in love with this girl who at first had to deal with, you know, his lifestyle. But then, of course, you know how we women are. You know, you're going to have to cut that short. For sure. sure. Can't be right here giving all the way to the goodies. You know what I'm saying? Well, let me ask you this. All right. Uh So so what would you say to um, a reader um, that reads uh, a book like Checkmate and automatically has a negative view of it that would say it's too explicit um mm-hmm. you know just have a negative outlook on it like like how and i'm sure you probably uh experienced that like how do you deal yeah. with that um well you know the only thing i can say is to each its own mm-hmm. you know it's almost like opinion per se so a lot of times I can't take that as a negative thing um it's just like reviews you know I have a I have way more positive reviews than negative reviews but you know I've learned over the years that I can't please everybody you know and it is going to be some people that's going to be like oh I can't read this it's too much it's too much and I get it you Mm -hmm. know people cringe when they read about sex or when they read about you know um even somebody getting killed or you know they just want all romance and love and and to me in life it's not all romance and love i agree with that 100 so you have to like mix it in and i and 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 i do believe that my readers enjoy my readers um enjoy a lot of my work because it's relatable so somewhere something is definitely relatable i can relate to it um i know somebody else that can relate to it i know this person's story that is very similar to what you're talking about you know um it could even be my story is very similar to what's being read you know um and so that's the drive you know for me so i take the negative with the good you know and be like hey you know, you gave it a try, you know, I can't please everybody. Um, (laughs) (laughs) One of my bigger things is that I could remember um, probably back in 2016, I had a reader who had a, um, a child that was in the hospital, uh, 
fighting cancer and they were young like I, I really want to say two years old oh, wow. and and she hit me up in um in the inbox on Facebook and she was like hey I just want to reach out and let you know that your books have really helped me get through you know this trying time like you know when 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 it's night and everything is pretty much settled and the little one is resting she's reading you know and so that was like a huge inspiration for me and I was okay and um yeah those are the things that like keep me going drive and put yeah yeah push you through yeah yeah um so what would you say to a young uh writer um, that may want to get into the industry? Like, what, like what advice would you give a young writer that wants to get into the industry? The pros and mm-hmm. cons. Give it to us blood raw. The pros and cons <laughs> about the business. <clears throat> she had to clear her throat. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, give it to us blood raw. Give us the good and the bad now. The, pros and cons of, of the writing and, and publishing business and keep in mind listeners this is a business there's no feelings yeah. in business and there is no overnight success either like for some people and 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 let me just say it happens you can have a new writer that comes out and does amazing you know great numbers lots of sales um it happens. It, it definitely happens in this industry. Mm-hmm. Uh, the author I ever signed, the first author I ever signed hit number one. And she did really well. Um, but it's, it's. I don't want to say it's rare. It happens. But I do think that a lot of writers tend to look at maybe um, some of our lifestyles or some of you get what I'm saying and and probably feel like oh I can get rich off of writing and that's not necessarily the case. <laughs> well, let me ask you this: out of out of um, let's just try to uh, do it percentage wise. Let's say out of twenty writers, mm-hmm. um, how many will have that level of success you're talking about? Out of twenty writers that you work with. Or no I I can probably say out of twenty writers, you may get a good seven. See? Listen to that folks. <laughs> yeah. Now now, now it's because their work is not that good or they're not that popular. What do you think drives that success? Um it can or, be Or is it timing? Yeah. It, it it's all of that it can be um the timing is off you have a lot of you have good great writers mm-hmm. that don't and hit the charts because they don't have the popularity people don't know them um you know um you can have people that aren't really good writers but they're popular gotcha. you know like maybe the publisher is popular you get what i'm saying mm-hmm. maybe the they the got marketing. a machine. They got a machine behind. Yeah. Them. Yeah. So so it pushed them. It pushed them right on up through there. 
and they do really, really well. And and I'm going to say this, and, and, and they nine times out of ten will have a lot more good reviews than bad as well. But people also read on different levels. Mm. Mm. Say so, that, please say that again. That's very important. <laughs> you know, please say that again. It's That's very important. Yeah, people read on different levels. And that's why I have to tell my authors a lot of times, you know, like you can't, like, don't, don't, you know, look at the charts and, and base your your career off of what's going on there because that writer you know probably ain't even as good as you not even close to being as good as you but you know they're gonna look at it and, and probably read reviews and be like oh but you know and i'm just like listen i'm telling you people read on different levels like you can have some people that's gonna comment on the same book where somebody said oh this book was so good this that and the other and then next review could be a one and say this book was all over the place the ground was horrible the you know like who edited this book or (laughs) nobody edited this book or (laughs) and i can pick up the book and actually see where that negative is coming from but you gotta sit back and be like hmm but this person also has all these good stars so then that's what makes you wonder or realize people read on different levels somebody somebody can get this book and read straight through the grammaticals you know like mm-hmm. like it's nothing and and feel like oh this was a really good story and then another person that's a lot more critical and that probably reads more on a I don't even want to say a professional level, but you have what about like teacher- a- intellectual. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Sophisticated, have- educated. Yep. Yeah. Educated. Yep. People that actually read on that type level. Will Damn that English them. teachers. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Like, like when people be mad, oh, we have all these English teachers on Facebook yeah. trying to, yeah. you get what I'm saying? <laughs> mm-hmm. I know exactly what you're saying. <laughs> <laughs> so it, it just it'd be like that um but i would just say for writers um that's coming in if you're passionate about it if this is something that you can wholeheartedly see yourself um doing then you know uh i just say give it a try you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. and the thing about writing is that you can't give up so if it's something that you're passionate about and you really want to, you know, take it to the next level, then you just have to keep writing. You know, um, everybody's timing isn't going to be the same. You, you can jump in and blow up and you can jump in and it might take you two, three years, yep. you know. I agree. I agree. Before, before it be $1,000. <laughs> <laughs> well, let me ask you this. Okay, so you're T. Smickens, um, the author. Um, how did you transition from writing memoirs to becoming a published author to making the decision, I want to publish other people? I think that's very important for people to understand what process happened to allow you to even think that way. Yes. So, um, when I released Checkmate, it was in paperback in 2000 I want to say 2010 and I, I remember um, I remember when it came out 
Yes, definitely. You are in my corner. <laughs> <laughs> you were like my right hand. <laughs> <laughs> so my 2000, go-to. yeah, the, the 2010. <laughs> yep, I remember. <laughs> and so, um, I published that book, and it didn't do as well as I was hoping it would do. Mm-hmm. Um. It, honestly, it really didn't do good. <laughs> what timing? But, it, it goes back to what you said earlier, timing, having yep, a machine behind, and, and even having the knowledge. Yes, the knowledge was so poor back then. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it was just getting started. Um, I definitely had you in my corner, um, but it was, <laughs> I was leaning on you like a mug. <laughs> 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 but but you, you know but you 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 got to a point where you realized yeah. it was all on you yeah yeah, yeah definitely mm-hmm. um yeah you made me see that but <laughs> we won't <laughs> like, discuss that <laughs> we won't discuss that Um, this guy uh, by the name of Cole Hart reached out to me. He noticed that I was in Augusta. Mm-hmm. And, um, Augusta is the place that's like 25 minutes from Waynesboro, my hometown, possibly mm-hmm. around. And so um, he was like, I see me from the same city. And he was a publisher. He had just started a publishing company. Mm-hmm. But he was signed to this other publisher who was doing really big things mm-hmm. you know and so he reached out and um I, I it didn't even take me long to even ponder over it I was just kind of like you know you know how you feel like well hell I have nothing to lose <laughs> um, <laughs> okay why not <laughs> why not <laughs> and so <laughs> conversation was really good conversation was smooth he was straight up you know um that was one of the things i liked about him he didn't sugarcoat shit so it was almost like it is what it is you know hey you know let's do this i was the first public i mean the first author signed to his company and um and so i came with another book called scarlet and um right off top that book did numbers I remember like it was, I, I remember mm-hmm. it. it was all those social yes. media yep. yes it was a hitter and so but but let me tell you how the game had changed by then um people weren't so much into paperbacks the game had switched over to kindle mm-hmm so instead of you having to buy a paperback and wait for it to be delivered and, you know, now you can just pull it up on your phone, you can pull it up on your laptop, your computer, and you can instantly start reading. So that, yeah. was, that, was, that was a game changer. And so, um, and something I knew absolutely nothing about. <laughs> okay. okay. <laughs> but you're learning. You're learning as you go. Yes. Until I got with him. And so um, being signed under him was like a huge, huge push because I did a lot of work in that company. Mm-hmm. So I would ghostwrite. 
I would edit like a lot of books, like his author's books, you know, I was like his right hand. Mm-hmm. And, um, and so, you know, um, we just would, you, he would talk to me. We would, you know, he'll be like, Hey, I need you to check out this story. I need you to read this story. Tell me what you think. Blah, blah, blah. And, um, and then some books, I mean, you know, even this one book, I, I, I went in and I kind of like, I ghost, like, I went in and wrote a whole lot of that story, hmm. you know, because it was just so all over the place. And, um, and, you know, and just from doing that, I started getting a love for mentoring and like feeling like I can actually help people, you know, that need this guidance. I can actually you know, um, mentor and, you know, guide people per se, Mm -hmm. you know, I'm, I'm with him, but he's teaching me a lot of stuff that's, that's having me do stuff on my own. You know, it's almost like, even if he's like, can you read this book? Tell me what you think. And I read the book and I'm just like, "Eh, eh." so he's like, well, how can you make the story better? You know? And then I can go in and start to fix the story. You know, and and I don't know. I I had got I got a love for that, so I was like, "Dang, this is crazy." Um, so I would say about a year into me writing, conversations started coming up about me getting my own publishing company, hmm. and I, and at that time, I can get my own publishing company. I can um, sign authors to my discretion. Um, and of course, you know, I'm feeling like with my publishing company, oh, I'm not going to have no bullshit. You know, these <laughs> offers. <laughs> these offers yes. <laughs> I'm like, these authors got to be on point. Like, you know, so in the beginning, I started signing and I was going through books and reading them and, um, you know, giving feedback. And um, then I uh, got this other lady. Um, who was actually a fan, uh, a huge fan. Mm-hmm. And so she contacted me in, in my inbox about this book that I had written, Drunk and Loved, which was a hit. I remember that. That's all over yep. social media as well. <laughs> Drunk and Loved. And this book was actually with um, my publisher at that time. Um, but, of course, you know, I wrote the book. Um but we kind of like, you know, talked about the, the, the first part, you know, um, all the books after that, I was basically me, mm-hmm. you know, um, however, she hit me up in the inbox and she was just like, um, can you, uh, what was going on with this part too? Is this, it's, it's acting crazy. And, you know, like she was really wanting this book. She was about to lose her mind. Mm-hmm. So I told you what, I'm just going to send you the original file and let you read it, you know, because we were having trouble. Um, I think Amazon had taken it down because it was, it was some, it was an error in the book mm-hmm. that was messed it up, you know, for it to be on Kindle. And so, um, come to find out it was somewhere in the book. It had a whole bunch of invisible spaces, mm-hmm. like, like five individual in, like invisible spaces in the book that we can see from the eye, but Kendall could pick it up. Right. And um, 
yeah so that's where the arrow was coming from but nevertheless me and her started talking and she just she became my right hand so and so you know with my company i started relying on her just like he relied on me when mm-hmm. it came to read books and stuff you know because that's very time consuming especially when i'm a, a author myself so you know, I realized I need help, you know, so to find another me would be great. And she kind of like fell in my lap mm. just because her love for reading my books, you know. And so um, she wasn't like ghostwriting or nothing like that. Well, just <laughs> read it and give you feedback, which is very important. Yeah, which is very important. So she could read a book and then we could talk about it from beginning to end and I can visualize it like a movie. Right. So then... So I'll know, like, okay, well, we probably need to switch this up, and I need to talk to her about it. You get what I'm saying? Basically, and she, was, so, she was trying to get you to elevate it. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. So, so um, she would basically give me the feedback off of the books, and then I can jot down what I feel like this person needs feedback on. And so that made my job a lot easier because I didn't have to read. Mm-hmm. Um, I could just listen to you know, listen to it, like I said, like a movie plan, mm-hmm. um, but that helped me, and so, um, I don't know, I just, till this day, I still have a love for mentoring, mm-hmm. um, I just found a new author um, about two weeks ago, and she's going through the mentoring stage, and actually, she's an, an author that has been signed um, probably to two different publishers, and so she finds it very refreshing to be signed with me because I'm steering her, I'm guiding her, I'm giving her that feedback. I'm, I'm actually going into the book and showing her how you can actually take your story to the next level. So it's not just me talking to her. Mm-hmm. I'm going in the book and I'm writing around everything that she's written. You know what I'm saying? Half of the time without even touching her stuff. Mm-hmm. Like maybe correcting something but going in and building her story so that she sees that it's more you know this story can be a lot more than what you're making it and that's where you're slacking at as a writer so she's she's picking up on it she you know and she loves it so um and i don't know i just i have a love for that well let me say this um you know i'm an artist myself and Mm -hmm. um the thing people don't understand about an artist, they can do things and create things that, for lack of better words, the common man would not think of. That's why when you see somebody draw a picture or write poetry or even dance, like movement is a part of art. We birthed that from our minds, from our hearts, from our soul. So when you were talking about the young lady you were working with and how she felt relieved is because you were helping her nurture her baby mm-hmm. because every story you do uh, every piece of work you do you birth it yep. you know it's kind of like um, when Prince walked around with slave written on the side of his face he felt like he mm-hmm. had no say so in his work which he considered his baby so I understand fully how she felt because you care about your work now you're Mm -hmm. speaking to a fellow artist that also care about their work 
so you share a common bond. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you said a mouthful. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I, I, I totally understand that. And with that being said, um, everybody isn't designed to be an author. Everybody's not designed to be a rapper or a singer. You can tell the ones that they were destined to do what you do. Yes. You know, yes. You, yeah, you can tell it in the language, how much work they put in. Because, I mean, I can go on your social media, and I encourage all my listeners to go on social media. Matter of fact, give them some of the social media platforms because, I mean, this is Sister Mickens, I mean, it's so colorful to see her pages because, I mean, it's book after book after book. This lady has really put in some work, has really yeah. put in some work. So give me some of your social media uh, platforms. Um, On Facebook, um, I have, uh, oh, gosh, I have so many pages. But my main page for publish, like promoting my books and my author books is it's just going to be under T.C. Mickens. Um, it def- it has presents in parentheses. Um, and then I have fan pages. Um, my biggest fan page has like over 13,000 followers. And that one's um, just under Teeth, my name and first name, T-I-E-C-E. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Instagram is just Teeth Mickens. Um I also have a Teeth Presents on Instagram that I'm just, like, getting started good. Um, and then I have Twitter, which I can't get into one account. I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> Let me ask you a quick question. Uh, do you have a website? Uh, would that make it easier for folks? Do you have a website where they can go decide working what? On, yeah, I'm, I'm working on my website now. Mm-hmm. So it's... Um, it's actually love thy shelf. Um, and that's because, wait a minute, you said uh, love thy shelf as in a bookshelf. Yep. As in a bookshelf. Pretty clever. Pretty clever. I see they're making (laughs) pretty clever. Just like, uh, the name of the publishing company, was it called, uh, right house? Yep. At one point it was called right house. W R I T E. (laughs) Which was pretty clever. I see the creativity there. So, yeah, so that's going to be lovethyshelf.com. And there, you know, I'll have all of my books. um, And and like I said, in the process, we're like constructing and and getting it up. Um, Mm -hmm. Sometimes it goes live, but it's only because, you know, we're just checking it. (laughs) I understand. I understand. So the main way somebody can... Uh, indulge themselves in your um, exotic erotic books would be go that simply just go to amazon.com and just yep, and just to- type your name in and uh-huh. you have a whole host of um, books and projects you've created worked on assisted in mm-hmm. you can go to my author page on amazon too i have an author page um, and that's just by clicking on teeth and it should pull that up. And, um, yeah. And then there are all my books right there on that author page. So you'll see checkmate, you'll see, um, 
just can't leave them alone, you know, it's Scarlet. the same thing. Scarlet, um, you'll see. Remember that book that I was telling you that I was writing mm-hmm. way, way early on? And she said to, like, push it to the side, the very first book that I started writing. Mm-hmm. Well, that one's called The First Wife. So It's called The First? The First Wife. Huh. And that one, that one came out, like, a couple of years ago. That seems so. unfaithful, but keep going. Yeah. <laughs> 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 so. Sounds <laughs> very unfaithful, but keep going. That book has a lot of it's 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 a lot of death to that book, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, of course, from 2004 when I originally started writing it up until I released it, I want to say probably 2018. So it took me that long to really and she and my editor back then used to say this story is way bigger than what you're making it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it, it really unfolded, you know, into a lot of layers, and it's a lot of like um, poly stuff going on, polygamy. Um, but it's so deep, you know. <laughs> well, let me ask you this, um, and I think this is a very important question because people got sh- uh, short, short term, mid term, and long term goals. What's yeah. your ultimate? long-term goal for your projects or a special project like what's the what's the ultimate goal you're trying to reach um turning my turning some of my books into films so whether that's a series type um film um movies um just you know shopping it around Mm -hmm. i would say Netflix, Prime, um, you know, places, uh, channels like that. Um, but yeah, that's like my ultimate goal is to, you know, create a series or a movie or, you know. Mm, so something. go from book to film. Yep, to film. As well, well as, you know, doing other, other things, projects or, you know, but that's definitely my ultimate goal like and i don't want to just do one book i want to have you know like several of my books into film um and that's gonna happen yeah well look at the track record i mean you go from tragedy um using your gift as uh uh i guess a purging mechanism of 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 like pouring your emotions on a page um Mm -hmm to becoming uh, a writer, to becoming a uh, published author, um, mm-hmm. to becoming a publisher yourself. Um, yeah. I don't see why not. I mean, you're already on the road. It's just a matter of time. Mm, you're right. You're absolutely right. Mm. You know, I love to talk to me like that. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, you... you you have to look at the evidence because, you know, I've been in entertainment a long time. Um, I work with some super talented people. Yes, and a lot yeah. of time, the worst enemy to a person um, is yourself. Um, it is yours. Mm-hmm. So work ethic, that's super important. And yes. when... Tr- 
tragedy or diversity or or hard times or dark times come, that's what dictate what type of person you are. Do you give up? Do you evolve? Um, you know, you have to be able to look at the situation and know it's temporary. Yeah. So you're right. Yeah. So when I look at uh, your story and the time you put in, uh, you just kept pushing. Mm-hmm. So. All right, folks, even though I'm enjoying this conversation with Miss Mickens, time, <laughs> time has expired. Yeah. Uh, you can find her <laughs> on Amazon.com up under, give Peace. it to him, give it to him. Peace, and that will be T-I-E-C-E. Just, just type me in and it's going to pull up all of these books. So. Yeah, you want to hit her store because she has a variety so um, you want to go to Amazon.com, type in Tees, her first name, uh, go to mm-hmm. her store. Um, do you have anything on Audible? Not yet, but that that is a that's definitely in the future, near future. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, until next time, this is Chat House with Tees Mickens. Thank you. Thank you. It's always an honor. Thank you.